Sue has the power. I have the power. I also have a cat back. Cat you have a cat? That, on we, have a cat we have a cat in I, here. I told poor cat, I told Alex that he was <laughs> on my bed and he was in trouble and I was going to throw him off my bed. So I didn't call him Alex, I called him cat. And poor no, cat, no, no. I was mad at no. him. Wait, no. I said I was grumpy and I was going to throw him off the bed. She said, I'm grumpy. Cat, get off the bed. <laughs> you're not supposed to be on there. And I'm sitting here, like, looking around, like, are you talking to me? Like, because this is the first thing she says. <laughs> That's because like, he came over and he put his claws in you, my arm. Can you see into my apartment? Are you magic? Yes. How did you know I was on the bed? <laughs> Actually, I am magic. Uh, the chicks are right outside the door, so we could hear them. Aww. And if it starts to rain, mom's going to yell at me to come down and help cover them up so they don't drown. Hmm. Just so you know. Always good things. Well, you can, you can make you can make soup. I'm so glad. Oh, I want my babies to grow up. Too to, to, to be soup. Out of. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm you so you let your babies grow up to be soup. That you, uh, you live on. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be chickens. It's not the same thing. All right. So last time, oh no, wait. Let's do this. Previously on Potter Brick Weekly. <laughs> this is episode two seventy. Welcome to season nine of Potter Fick Weekly. <laughs> 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 we are going to start quickly and try to stay on topic. Well, it's because they wouldn't let me have an explosive repair with Snake, and it pisses me off. Sex and snorkags. We can't rock it like we used to. <laughs> Most of us are going to bring a hit. I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> Wait, so they've turned Snape into the chef from The Little Mermaid? You just can't say that to the Dark Lord. <laughs> but I digress. Us digress? Never. <laughs> no, never, never. <laughs> with Sue Hour. <laughs> My mom went to Hawaii and all she brought me was a stupid chicken. It's called Good night guys. I'm already falling asleep. I think I did at one point. Mr. Potter, what are you doing at the Wizengamot? Yeah. Holy shit, did I fall asleep through the whole fucking thing almost? Apparently, that is going in an intro too, please. Where the hosts are all our friends, somehow the tangents seem to blend. Come on our journey round the bend, Artific Weekly, where the story never ends. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the family of podcasts that is Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Kat. I'm Trisha. And I'm Mooney. And hey, first try. Yay! <laughs> we are continuing realizations by Wishweaver. Hey, look at that. An author whose name I can pronounce. That's good. And last time, we had Hedwig... Basically pulling Harry into his room where he found Fox, which was sort of kind of a shock for him because he was hoping nobody knew where he was. Also, he hasn't seen Fox since second oh. year. 
Yes. Pointing that out, that in this point, like, we haven't seen Fox in second year. Mm -hmm. And he thinks, oh, no, Dumbledore's tracked me down. I'm going to get sent back to the Dursleys wherever they are, because he still doesn't know they're in Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't yep. know that we know they're, they're in Australia at this point. We just know we they're gone. Don't. No, we, we, we have no idea where they, we've, they're they gone. They could be, you know. Wait, 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 wait. What chapter are we on? Ten. Ten. When did I miss the other? <laughs> I don't know. You you were, were you falling asleep last time? I think I did. You said you were asleep for part of it. Maybe that was it. Yeah, because I'm like, wow. when did we get to ten? Holy shit, I thought we were only doing six. Yeah, well, we thought we were only doing six, too, but we powered through them. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, did I fall asleep through the whole fucking thing, almost? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> well, I think eight, I... You were still I, talking, so there was I summed there. up in... Was like, I talking? Oh, my God. You were, you were responding. That <laughs> Can we put friends. that in one of the um, mashups? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's in an intro now. <laughs> oh shit! I was talking. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. We that did is kind very of speed through the last couple chapters because we yeah. knew people were getting tired. But... I think the, wow. the chapter eight I, was... I summarized in about a minute, like literally sixty seconds. Okay, well I did. <laughs> I definitely didn't read through chapter ten. So. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just... We're starting chapter 10. We're going to 18, hopefully. You're you're very good, Trisha, at just kind of following along and throwing in things. So if you'd like to do that, that works for us. Okay. 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 All right. I'll go go to... already confessed that you didn't read all of the chapters that you were supposed to read because you were playing the new Harry Potter game. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. And I was... I was playing. Yeah, I I still don't want... I still don't want to make friends. I don't want to make friends with the people they want me to make friends with. So, I want to make friends with Snape, and they won't let me make friends with Snape. <laughs> I want my, I want my own, I want my, to have my own little affair with Snape, and they. Won't I'm want sure you'd want to be affair. more than friends with Snape. I, okay. yeah, I do, I do, and they won't let me do an R-rated version. How rude! It's because Go you're right a eleven-year-old in this game. <laughs> so Sue, FYI. You know how I was telling you that, like, you know, I didn't have time for this game that you've been trying to get everybody to do? Mm-hmm. This is why. Trisha. Trisha. Yeah. Uh, exhibit A on that one. I have not even downloaded it, and I'm not going to. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to. I don't I have just, time. Well, it's because they won't let me be a, have an affair. won't let me have an explicit affair <laughs> with Snape, and it pisses me off. <laughs> That is going in an intro too, please. <laughs> that's not okay. I'm just like, so, bong, tick, wah, wah, that's a like, fire no, elephant. I'm just like, I am so, totally not. Hey, I'm old what? enough. I'm just I'm a hearing. 10-year-old body. I know you're old enough. 10-year-old body. So are you. <laughs> what? Oh, dear. <laughs> Lost control, complete control. <laughs> but no, but what, what I'm hearing no, from you I'm is, <laughs> is that you need to design your own game so that you and Snape can bow to go wow wow. Oh, this God. Is, no, no, I don't have no, time no. for that. Okay, shit. hold on. No. <laughs> this is like those time travel things where Harry goes back and then he can't boink his wife, Jenny, because. 
you know, he's in a, an 11-year-old body and she's nine. Like, that's it's exactly the same thing. No, it's not. Yes, no, it is. It's not. Oh, boy. Con- consent is not about mental status. It's about physical status. Well, Trisha, I'm I don't sorry. think I agree with you on that, but... What? Trisha, I'm sorry that they will not let you... What I mean is, if, if you're 11, but mentally you're 32 phone. or 42 or whatever. Terrible. <laughs> okay, we're going to shove this. And we're going to find out what happens with Fox and Harry. And hopefully it won't be any of us. Thank God I know you're talking about the fetus. My mispronunciation would have taken that a whole other way. Okay, can, can I... Can I do something? Can I say something stupid? Because for a while, I forgot who Fox was. <laughs> Dumbledore's Phoenix has shown yes. up in Harry's room. Okay. And he's bringing a crate. A big crate. Mm. A crate of what? Is he still? Okay. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Is he still in the Mickey Cauldron? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. He's. Up, upstairs or downstairs, wherever Tom's little spare room yeah, is. He's in yeah. Tom's old apartment that is that is currently Harry's old apartment. Okay, I've been there. Current apartment. Okay, yeah. how he's long has this been? For a while. I don't know if we. Well, I mean, so it's yeah, July fifth. It, no, it's July fifteenth, nineteen ninety-five, which means it has been okay, we're fifteen, 15 days. days. Okay, we're good. Yeah. All right, all right. There okay, I just needed the time. I needed the time. That's all I need. Thank you. Yeah. It is currently 6.31 p.m. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not that Really? Time. Holy shit. <laughs> 6.32 at my house. Oh, my God. <laughs> turn, so, I knew. It's 9.30 here. Poor Fox is... He's just waiting for Harry to do something, and Harry's sort of standing there staring at him. It's like, oh, um, I'll, I'll get that box off. Sorry, you just surprised me. It's wonderful to see you. And then Fox sings to him a little bit, and he feels a little bit better. And then there's an assessment. Like, he seems to be looking through Harry somehow. And then he sings again. And he he opens the box, and there is one envelope. He's like... Hmm. A big box this seems, for one. This seems envelope. like uh, overpackaging, but like Amazon. Yeah. No, it's like having the old CD, having the old CDs back then, and then comes in the great big huge box. And oh yeah. It's like half the half the package is like, well, that was stupid. Just filler. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, I just showed you how old I was right there. Well, no, I'm not that much younger than you are, but I mean, I mean. Trisha, all of us were alive when when tapes were around, so cassette mm-hmm. tapes. Okay, so so make me feel yeah. a little better. Thank you. It's, not- it's like the old um, VHS cases where there was the big puffy plastic thing on the outside. Oh, mm. Mm. So, I still have some of those. Harry has a letter that's yeah. dated July 9th. Fox, you <laughs> suck. It's taken a little bit of time to find him. How? It's taken about six days to find him. This isn't bad as when Dobby was going after, or a creature was going after, um, Mundungus. Well, Mundungus was, I mean, you know what? Harry's been in one thing twice. This is actually something that I really like about some of these fics, especially this one. Um, a lot of fics posit that it's very actually very hard to find somebody in the wizarding world if they don't want to be found. 
unless you're yeah, an owl. But... No, unless you're an owl. So basically mm-hmm. what happened was Fox had to find Hedwig, and then once he found Hedwig, he followed Hedwig home. Or to right. Like, because that's Harry's basically... Yeah, so it would take, you know... Untrackable at the moment or something. Harry's untrackable because of all the spells and things on him. Um, but but in re- regardless, I really actually love these po- points that some of these fics put in that it's very, very hard to find somebody in the wizarding world unless they want to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that because that kind of establishes this whole idea that Voldemort's this powerful wizard who could find people to the point that the Potters had to put extra spells on, on them, their house to make sure that Voldemort really couldn't find them. So I enjoy stuff like this. Um, but yeah, so basically Fox had to locate Hedwig and Hedwig's like zooming around the country delivering, you know, letters, uh, yeah, from Her- Harry currently and back and forth and all over the place. Um, so it took Fox a few days to find Hedwig and then Hedwig had to continue his deliveries. Hedwig's not about to like stop his delivery route and go straight to uh, Harry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Her. Yeah. And yet Dumbledore is twiddling his thumbs, not worried about anything. That Fox can't find Harry for a week. <laughs> well, I, Dumbledore may not know yet. He sent Fox on this mission, and he probably knows that he hasn't got him home yet, but he doesn't really know what's happened. So Harry opens up this letter, and he says, I know you have a whole bunch of questions for me, and I'm going to do my best to anticipate and answer them. If I miss any, feel free to ask. I suppose the first question is, why am I sending you this package with Fox? And it's because I couldn't think of any way of assuring you that this package came from me. So, there mm-hmm. you go. And, and also, Fox gave him the... That still makes no freaking sense whatsoever, but okay. Well, Harry knows that Fox is Dumbledore's. Well, yeah, but I mean, but still, why was it in a package and not just a damn envelope? Because it turns out the package is actually full of other stuff now that he's passed Fox's scam. Now, you've heard of a cat scam? This is a bird scam. This is a bird scam. Fox is not a bird, he's a phoenix. He's still a bloody bird. That's a bird. It says, since you're reading my letter, it's a bird. It's like the difference between a griffin and a cat. They're totally different. Oh, God. And you perceive more than one item in the parcel I sent. He's found you worthy of our trust. If you'd not passed the test, you would be reading a slightly different letter and wondering why I used such a large box to send one small pendant. But he's gotten basically the whole Order of the Phoenix field kit. So he's got. I don't know why, but this drove me nuts. Hogwarts. And then a bunch of parchment that he can use to contact specific people. I love the fact, the, the opening, uh, you have not been conscripted into service, um, nor will you be required to go on missions, but you have been, uh, like, you know, basically, you can report if you want to, and it's just like, geez, Dumbledore, like, pick a side, either let this kid have a childhood or don't, stop hinting that you want this kid to be an adult. <laughs> Well, and I love this parchment in quills because basically it's it's a sending stone. It's a message, so you can write on it and it disappears. It's sort of like Tom's diary. It's like diary. instant messaging. Yeah, it's like yeah. instant messaging. I am. An email. Yeah. It's wizard I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
which I have read other fics about. It's like, yes. how having instant messaging would solve the Harry Potter books. Yo, Sirius, you okay? Yeah, I'm just hanging out at Grimmel Place. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go to the ministry then. I still like the one where they had, like, telephones as flu patterns and you only saw their lips. That would be the Dangerverse. No. 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 It's not the Dangerverse. It's, no, it's um, not. It's, what uh, was that? They had the been... things. Oh, okay, there's that one, the too. One, and, and the rest of that. Yeah, no, I thought phone. Aunt Amy sent them the little mini flus. No, that was, mm-hmm. that was, yeah. Well, yeah, but you don't see anybody, I don't think, with those. You need to see your oh. lips. Ron yeah. invented it, and the, Hermione had, wasn't wasn't oh, like okay. got a house that was a barn. Yeah, yeah. The, it's Midnight Musings was the one shot, and then oops, wait a minute, it's going to be in season four, not three. Oh my it's god, it's an I, old I'm one. Anyway, that you know that. Midnight Musings and Test of Time. Mm-hmm. Any, oh, this, that's why I didn't like that one. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But so he's he's got this pendant which will take him to Hogwarts. He's got the papers that will has. help him message somebody, and they set him up for Dumbledore, Sirius, Remus, and Snape. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore would like him to include any glimpses he gets of uh, Voldemort as it's going on, because he has written and said that. Um, that there were things coming through his scar and stuff. Yeah. And um, he Dumbledore makes an aside here that normally these parchments make a, a note when they receive something. There's a little chime so that you know to look at it. But he's disabled that on Harry's end so that it doesn't bother his relatives. And Harry's like, aha, he still thinks I'm with the Dursleys. <laughs> And by the way, I thought I'd uh, avail myself. I'd write to Tom at the Leaky Cauldron and see if maybe you could use his owl to send some stuff because Hedwig's very um, uh, distinctive. And, Noticeable. And Tom gets this letter and is like, I mean, sure, you're right upstairs, so why not? <laughs> Wait, so Tom doesn't know that Harry hasn't told Dumbledore? Nope. No. Nope. No. Tom told no, Harry to tell Dumbledore, and Harry just sent Dumbledore a letter and said, hey, I got a job, everything's cool, and never ever said where he was. Well, Harry was very specific about his promise. Mm -hmm. He told several people different things that would add up to Harry's not at the Dursleys anymore, but he told them to separate people. (laughs) And none of them freaking talked. So if all the people talked together, they would figure out where the hell he is. Yeah, so basically... You know, there's eventually in this set of cha- chapters, they do get together and they figure out yes. like what's yes. going on. Um, but it's only Seriously? when like they Can basically we... like actually get together and start talking to each other about like you know every little pe- bit and piece of Harry's life. Uh, Can we have Slytherins run the world? Because <laughs> this would never happen? happen. Can we have Slytherins run the world? Because this would never happen. No, can I? Like, but no, this is the thing. Harry is Slytherin. He asked for, he begged for Gryffindor because he didn't want, you know. No, I know that. To be in the bully's house. If we had Slytherins but, dealing with yeah. them, they wouldn't be this stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Snape never picked up on it. If he'd one of these letters to Snape in the first place, he probably well, would Snape have hated it. it. But yeah, that's the thing is, the, 
you know, everybody has flaws. Everyone has, re- like, you know, if, if a b- bunch of snakes around the world, then yeah, you know, there would be, you know, something There'd be a correct, whole lot of but- sexiness going on. <laughs> and everyone would either know potions really well Nothing or already. not I just, touch them with a 10-foot I'm talking pole. to Sue. I just spit up. That's absolutely, ugh. <laughs> no, no, no. So I love the P.S. I nearly forgot. I forwarded your letter to Sirius and Remus. You should be hearing from them soon. Also, would you please thank Hedwig for graciously waiting while I assembled your package and guiding Fox to you. So Fox did not fly around looking yeah. for Hedwig. Dumbledore wrote this letter and then waited several days for Hedwig to show up so that Fox could follow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's how this works. Yeah. This is in response to Harry's letter that he sent Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, so then, he's all excited that he's not, you know, that he hasn't been found out. Harry is all excited. So then <sighs> Harry feeds and waters Fox and Hedwig mm-hmm. because they haven't apparently drunken anything for several days. Which yeah. seems unreasonable. <laughs> well, they have a drink. They probably have, but, you know, letters. they always take a drink anyway. And then he finds the letter from Sirius, and it turns out it's actually from Remus because Padfoot's asleep. (laughs) We've been taking turns doing this very boring job, and now it's my turn to watch while he sleeps. Yep. And he says that Albus and Sirius have been keeping him up to date on the news, so he didn't realize that he hadn't actually written Harry himself, but he's welcome to, you know, write back, and that would be fine. Uh, How are you doing? And... He, you know, talks about the full moons coming up, and that's not great, but uh, should be okay. And he Albus has the is, yeah, sending him mm-hmm. wolfsbane potions, so that's going to work. Although it really doesn't taste very good, but when do mis- medicinal potions taste good anyway? So yeah. yeah, he's rambling basically. And then he points out, you know, you seem to be managing fairly well, but and it's good that you're keeping busy, but just be sure that you're not internalizing everything because Lily used to do that and uh, drove us crazy. Harry not internalize everything? <laughs> well, actually, no. Harry hasn't been internalizing everything because he's been crying about it. Right. Mm-hmm, finally. Point. But, you know, this is his first time in three years. <laughs> uh, just three years? Seriously? He's been, this is the first time in, like, you know, since he got sent to the Dursley that he's basically cried without being punished for it. Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like we see him cry once in book one, but I could be making that up. I don't know. When? Yeah, um, I, can, I'm probably, I don't think it's until book four. I'm yeah. probably reading of thinking of some fake or other, but um, I'm sure I'm sure he has cried at some point while he's at the Dursleys. It hasn't been thirteen years, right? But, but he gets there's a lot of crying. repression. Yeah, <laughs> he cries very quietly. Mm-hmm. So Harry blinks and he's a little shocked at how well Remus has perceived him and touched by the genuine fondness. Thank Aww. God uh, somebody has. Yeah. <laughs> and yet Remus has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he likes hearing stories about his mom, so that helps. And then he gets the letter for, from Sirius. Yeah. yeah. Well, Thanks to all, Moody for taking care of all the heavy stuff. Now I don't have to do that. <laughs> Maybe I'll let him start all my letters. Uh, yeah. Are those medical relatives treating you all right? We're trying to catch oh, yes. a certain rat. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I like how he assumes that he asked permission from Albus to get a summer job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, dude, whose yeah. child how is this? How many additional wards and protective spells did Albus have installed? He must have done a lot. Hmm. Yeah, and he's very impressed that he's already started doing his assignments because James was James and Sirius were never good at that. But of course not. And yeah. and while they didn't like homework when when they were at Hogwarts, he advises uh, start studying for your owls because you don't want to cram for those. No. Yeah, and the newts are worse. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has a letter from Ron. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, my holiday's been weird." You know, mom and dad are trying to make the borough safe so you can come and visit. Bill and Charlie and Percy have all been helping. Dumbledore's even come a couple of times. Fred and George, Fred and George are, are just in their, in their room. room. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing? Inventing wheezes. <laughs> they got a, 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 a unexpected windfall. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. A few weeks ago. <laughs> and Ron's like, hmm, do you think Ludo Bagman actually paid them back for the World Cup thing? Oh, Ron is so thick. Mom's been, Mom's been a right snit about it. It's just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And you've got a summer job and you're doing your homework? Are you nuts? Yeah. Did you have to tell Hermione that? Now she's on <laughs> me to do it. <laughs> and I gotta go denome the garden, so I hope all is well. Bye. 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 Yep. And, and apparently, he's not quite sure what to do about this because he's apparently causing people some trouble. But yes. Um. And but apparently, Harry's been taking notes on a little uh three by five inch memo pad. Mm-hmm. He's got a dream journal. Basically, Ugh, well, would have a field is, day. Well, part of it is he's been working nights, so you know it's it's less a dream journal. Then, like, he's been hearing things while he's working. Yeah, he's just sort of taking hearing notes. People other, hearing things other people don't hear isn't a good sign, even in the wizarding world. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harry's different. He's Harry Potter. Yep. He's Harry Potter. He's so, special. July 12th, Death Eater meeting. SS promised V his memory potion by the week's end. SS is to report to V when the potion is done. SS yep. is punished. For, by Crucius, and then they're planning an attack. And, and Lucius reported that Amos and Arthur are trying to gather support for Dumbledore. Voldemort's try using the inaction by the Ministry to his advantage. He's using, is, yeah. He's basically, a it's the meeting attack. that we read in a previous yeah. chapter. But, and so the problem is that he's realized. Whenever he's in contact like this, his scar hurts, and the more annoyed Voldemort is at the time, the more painful it is. So he's figuring out that it's tuned to Voldemort's uh, anger uh, emotions, but unlike canon, it's not bidirectional. Mm-hmm. So, so Voldemort, Voldemort can't yeah, Voldemort perceive anything about Harry. Tied himself to, or tied Harry to himself, but Voldemort is not tied to Harry. Okay. Which I actually prefer, like, because the author does some pretty interesting things with it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's no actual Horcrux in this because it was after book four and we didn't know this existed. No. And uh, 
as Harry rereads Ron's letter, he realizes that the twins came in while he was working at one of the shops. And he was like, ooh, I got to be paying attention and make sure that nobody actually sees me. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, well, anybody that actually knows him really well sees him because... Um, I don't know if we learn in this set of cha- chapters, but people identify him as Harry Potter all the time. It's just that when, once yeah, they see it's, that it's, it's not green eyes. Later. It's like, oh, I guess you're not Harry Potter. Okay. I'm okay sorry. sorry. And, and they started, a... the, the shopkeepers are started like, no, no, stop bothering Jim. That's that all the time. That's Sparky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sparky. Sparky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. they call him yeah. Sparky. Sparkling clean, so now he's called Sparky. <laughs> yeah. Or he imagines himself as Harry Potter the Firefly. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking him as Mr. Clean with his head shaved now. <laughs> well, that would be one way to make him unrecognizable. And, do, and, do, and doing that little, like, you know, that one dance that he was doing, and it was the woman's like, oh, yeah, look at Mr. Clean. He did, like, a Mr. Doing like a little sensual dance while he's cleaning and stuff like that, and then ends up being her husband. I'm like, oh god, Mr. Clean was a hell of a lot better, and he's a cartoon character. Anyhow, <laughs> well, anyway. I love Hermione's letter because she's like, Harry James Potter, all the stupid thoughtless juvenile behavior. I can't believe you spent the whole day with my mother, and you couldn't spare two minutes to ring me up to say hello. What I you told you, you should have called. <laughs> but as we learn a little bit later, is the, he didn't phone her because Mrs. Granger told him they were having their special daddy-daughter day that only happens right. once a year. So, And he didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure, you know, he was thinking, well, if I had parents, you know, and I was out with my mom, I wouldn't want that interrupted. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just to show him up, he bas- uh, she basically writes that she's finished her Charms, Transfiguration, Potion, and Arithmancy assignments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course she has. And yes. she has a similar plan to Sirius. He, she thinks they should all start studying right away because owls are going to need to be revised for. Yep. So, right. And Harry actually agrees with her for once, which would horrify Ron, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, and then I'm he sure. has... Another parchment, um, and that me- that is actually a letter from Gringotts. And we flash back to when he goes to Gringotts to withdraw 500 galleons. I don't think Harry knew about the exchange rate. Um, no. Uh, nope. For, no. for, um, <laughs> He's like, well, I'm getting an entire wardrobe. I don't know. How much is that? Yeah, 500 is a good round number, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so he's like, well, you know. How much do clothes and shoes and glasses are all expensive, so we're gonna need, you know, about five hundred, you know, pound um, pounds. I don't think he realized that there's a one to seven. Yeah, so he ends up with two thousand five hundred pounds. Oh, of course, that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Bye. Here, you're gonna need this money minder because if you take that much money out, you're gonna lose it. <laughs> You're gonna get mugged. <laughs> Harry does well, not have sense sometimes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he needs a lot of stuff. He needs a lot of stuff, and you know what? Glasses are—they're not cheap. I mean, my well, children—they're—they're not cheap here. We yeah. don't know what they are in the UK. That's true. Also, or, the nineties. Or yeah, can, in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, it's it's gonna—it's not cheap. It's still not cheap, no matter what. 
I yes. mean, all I'm saying is... But he probably is, doesn't need 2,000 pounds. Probably not. A lot of this stuff is covered by the NIH. How much is 2,000 pounds in U.S. dollars? Uh, it's like 3,000 pounds, 3,000 dollars-ish. I'm, really, okay. I'm severely ballparking, FYI. Okay, 2,000 pounds. 2,000 pounds is $2,752.50. 2,500 pounds? Yep, it comes out to 2,700 and some. So, well, 200 pounds is close. 2, yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of money. God. So that's anyway, more money than say, he's ever seen. Do you know what Dudley would do if he saw that much money on Harry? I think he'd die. He would. Well, he'd beat him up and steal it. But he would just have a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you get that money? But um, at one yeah. point during this, the goblin Basically, says, oh, the exchange fee is waived because of your account status. And Harry says, um, what exactly is the status of my well, account? So my account? There, are, there are a couple things. First is it's the status of your account. The other thing is he's noticed, and I I forget if it's here or um or earlier, but basically he's noticed he's every time he's gone to get gold from his vault, it doesn't seem like anything is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is I mean, in the movie there was this like dinky little pile of money. In the books, it like the entire vault was filled. So you know, it's it's kind of. I think this is a a, a they fa- favored the uh, the books more, which makes more sense because Harry's from like a very old wizarding family, and they would have a lot of money. Um, generally, speaking. well, we know now that also the reason he's rich is because his grandpa invented some kind of hair potion. Anyway, but basically, what I'm saying is like you know, you know that he's basically never noticed you know, his vault going down in funds at all. To, to quote and, Ron, it must be nice. Yeah. And, and we'll, be jealous and all, for, we'll be jealous of a fictional character for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I so want an evil wizard after me and to be an orphan and all this horrible stuff that goes with Harry's life to, to be rich. Like, you know, that's definitely the, the exchange that I'd be okay with. Um, oh, well, yeah. Wow, my goodness, aren't you the Debbie Downer? <laughs> <laughs> but but. All I'm, so basically, um, be, because he's never noticed his vault going down and Hook makes some comment about his account status, he's suddenly curious about how much money he actually has. <laughs> um, yeah. And so basically he... Um, he um, Grip Hook is, is shocked that he's never gotten a letter about how much money he has. So he uh, gets one, and this is what this is. So he puts the key into the letter. You've gone, you've gone completely, Cat. So he puts the key on the letterhead because he has to be confirmed that that's who he is, and it confirms him. And so he gets through to his account, but his account. It's not monthly, it's it's quarterly because yeah. they've not been getting anything lately. So Griphook says, I don't know exactly what your account balance is going to be, but we're going to be able to ballpark it for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, so no, so they said we can ballpark later. it or we can give you the actual funds, like the live account funds. Right, by but owl that'll take and... an owl in five days. But they're, yeah. they're going to ballpark it for him now. They didn't, but they didn't. 
No, they didn't. No, he says the numbers as they filed in, raising his eyebrows, putting out a low whistle of surprise. Whoa, he thought. Right. Right. This is no, no, Sue, Sue. This is the letter that he's getting five days later. No. Yes. I don't think so. I think he watched torn between fascination and horror as he's drawn into. Yeah. This is on the letterhead of the paper that he just got. Yes. Okay. Yes, we're we're back from the flashback now. Yeah. Ah, see, I was confused. Gotcha. Yeah, because we flash back to him agreeing to get this letter, and then now he's got, now the, letter. He's got the letter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's got the letter. Now he's seeing the live funds come in, and you know he's like, "Whoa!" Like I've been like very, very carefully trying to figure out how uh, long I could draw this out, but I'm not gonna be have to draw this out. Man, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he's he's always worried about how much he's got. He earns more than what he needs a year in interest. So he's, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got it. Made. This is where it mentions the bit about never seeing any change from his withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so he's just sort of sitting and assimilating. And then his the box that came with him from Mrs. Figs is like a puppy and sidles over. It's like, <laughs> hey, 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 my turn. Me, me, me. <laughs> It's all his stuff yes. from his childhood. This is like this... that scene in Mary Poppins where, like, they tear the, the dad tears the letter apart and like throws it in the fire and it like gets fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Almost exactly. This is totally Beauty and the Beast. This scene made me cry because it's everything that Harry cared about when he was a kid that his guardians didn't care about. Mm-hmm. And they, they so and because because they didn't care about him or his stuff, they would just shred it to pieces and throw it out. Mm-hmm. And it never occurred to Mrs. Fig to like. She never looked. Ugh. She never looked. She forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I do like the little explanation that happens later in these chapters. Like, how the heck is this trunk a thing? How it happened? And yeah. It's because she saw. Uh, Petunia, I think, throwing out some artwork of Harry's at one point. Yeah. No, she so she threw she, she she saw her throwing out Harry's baby thing. Ah, uh, yes. And so she she put this charm onto them that anything they anything related to Harry that they decided to throw out, they'd throw into the kitchen bin, and that particular bin would fix it and send it to this trunk. And then <laughs> she remembers it at this at this point, you know, ten years later, and it's like, oh. I never turned those off. That trunk must be getting really full by now. I should go find that. I should go sort through that and give the important stuff to Harry. And it's full of, like, his report cards and all the things that the Dursleys never even looked twice at. And, you know, so it's basically all these, you know, creative he drawings. He notes basically, from his teachers, and he can see that, oh, hey, people actually were concerned about me. The Dursleys yeah. are just terrible. Yeah. And which, you know, it, it's just it's one of those things of... of Imagine having, you know, literally no childhood. No one cares about you. No one gives a damn. And, you know, you get this box, you know, when you're 15, 16, when you're now safe, you've been abandoned um, by these Dursleys. And you think that no one who has the power to change your life is going to care enough to change your life. Um, And you've just got to figure things out for yourself. And you get this box with all the things that your parents would have loved to get. So it just, I mean, this, this box just makes me so sad. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. It's it's such a really neat piece that the author did. Oh, it's a very mm-hmm. neat piece. Yeah, yeah it's one of those bit of his childhood that you know when she first started throwing this stuff away, he was a child and he didn't know how important it was going to be to him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. now he realizes how important it is, and he's yeah. just tickled to get this stuff. Yeah. He even has his first letter that got burned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put the ashes in the um in the waste bin and it fixed it. Yeah. It's a little singed, but that's okay. And then we change views. To Mrs. We, we start up <laughs> Is this? The very first Is this? person starting to put things together. Yeah. She, she wanders Is this the by thick Drive where... and it's like, oh, for sale? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, is this the thing where everybody starts wonder or Harry starts wondering what his name is if it's not actually Harry? No. Is that got started it no. too? No. It, it references he found his birth certificate and his name actually is Harry. But yeah. okay. no, it's not it's not the figure. It wasn't of. short for anything, which it it references something about the fact that everybody's asked him if it's short for something his entire life. Because yeah. I read a thick once where he was named after Harrison Ford. <laughs> Wow. Han Solo. I guess that would make sense. It would have been, you know, late late seventies, early eighties. So it's possible that James and Lily could have seen it. But it's it's yeah. possible. I mean, yeah, but the, that, that's I mean, I I just It I, seems unlikely. I liked this note because it it was this was this part was written at the height of the Harry is short for something phase. Mm-hmm. Um and where, you know, this author's like, no, it's not short for anything. I'm going against the grain. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. So she comes in through the flu, doesn't bother to look at the clock. Looks yes. in the refrigerator. There's nothing edible in there. She decides she's going to go over and ask Petunia to borrow Harry because she needs a slave. And Petunia's very happy to let Harry work for her. Yeah. And so off she goes, not having a clue wrong. This doesn't give her a clue. Well, oh. and, so, and then she gets there and all of a sudden there's cars that don't look right. And there's a sign in the driveway that says for sale. But I, and, So I love this. Basically... There's a realtor there who's, like, describing the house, and she, like, you know, basically, like, oh, these were friends of mine, like, you know, what happened to them? You know, these, they babysit from, I I babysit for them from time to time. I was just hoping that, you know, I could borrow one of the kids to, you know... Uh, help, help help me with an errand, and and the realtor's like, one of the kids. There's only one child. And it's just like, okay, now you start to figure out that something has been going on, and you've been completely oblivious to this. Something's yeah. amiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something um, is not We still don't know Australia. They just say the, that yeah, he's, Vernon's been transferred somewhere. Yeah. So basically, they've been. They're just. They're gone. And yeah. I, I mean, frankly, I, I, I kind of like this approach that Harry put. He doesn't care where they went. If they went no. to the next no. block or, or, you know, around the world, they abandoned, they, A, they abandoned him and, and B, you know, good riddance because they never loved him anyway. Yeah. So. It's not like they left him a note or anything. Right. Exactly. Or, or, or cared enough at all. Yeah. For him at at any point of his life. Yeah. So in the, at the beginning of the next chapter, Arabella immediately apparates home and looks at the clock and it says, unknown. Unknown. Finally. Good Lord. I like the uh, title of the 
title of this chapter? Harry Potter thing, anyone? That's such a callback to the canon. <laughs> yeah. She's going, so. I just saw Petunia before I left. She was fine. I, that I don't... was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or more. Mm-hmm. I thought she was more. Think. Because they were completely gone by July 1st. Yeah. yeah. So it was a few days before, which probably could have been like a week before because they've been so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love, she's think, 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 oh, I, I know, let's call his work and find out what happens. So she <laughs> finds the phone book and calls up Grunlings. Grunlings. Like, whatever yeah. you call it. And she asks for Vernon Dursley mm. and goes on hold for a while and it goes <laughs> on <laughs> and on mm-hmm. and on. And on. <laughs> yeah. The on hold music is starting to repeat itself. Hmm. It's like being on, on hold with the insurance company. Yeah. Uh, and while, um, while she's on hold, she thinks back to just before second year, and she apparently got, there There was a disturbance of unknown wizards, outside wizards showing up in the area, because she's got wards for that. They're yeah. all supposed to come through her. And then she was just in time to see the the car fly off with the Weasleys and Harry, and the Dursleys all hanging out of the window. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're seeing him off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, not exactly. No. <laughs> These guys are all daft. <laughs> but I, I do love this because there's, in canon, we, with canon, we almost only get the kid point of view for what Harry's life has been like. This fic kind of gives us glimpses into what the adult perspective of things is, you know, this is like, you know, weedy little kid, you know, well, it's not that he's been starved. It's just that, you know, he's just a weedy little kid. I mean, kids are weedy. He has, <laughs> he has Lily's bone structure, structure. He hasn't been, you know, abused or anything like that. It's, you know, because adults have a hard time, especially if you love somebody, you don't want to think, you know, somebody that you love is in a bad situation. So you make the assumption that they're okay, um, unless you have to admit it. So in this situation, it's kind of like, well, you know, they, they weren't, you know, the, the events, you know, before second year weren't what they were. They were seeing him off. Like, it's just like, no, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're all because completely. She, she hears Harry say, see you next summer, which yeah. is what he actually said in canon. But for him, it was a dig. And, right. Yeah. yeah. The Dursleys well, are waving was, goodbye, so I it, guess. It, it was a dig because they had locked him up to keep him from going mm-hmm. back to school. He was escaping. He was escaping. <laughs> but she, she didn't get there soon enough to see the bars being pulled off the window. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of nice to see the adult, you know, perspective because it's sort of like, oh, that's why they never, like, you know, did anything. It's because, like, from their perspective, Harry was fine. Mm-hmm. But and yes, apparently they are a full complement of horrors was supposed to show up whenever unknown wizards came by, but only Dumbledore did, and it took right. him a long time because he had to wake up and yeah. Yeah, so that's our first clue that something's wrong. Yeah, that's actually yeah. Our first, that's our actually our second clue that something's wrong. Mm. Because yeah, and she changed the clock here to read Burrow or with the Weasleys as well. Well, so they actually, they they go through this whole thing is basically every time Harry goes off somewhere that um, hasn't been established on the clock, it goes to unknown. And mm-hmm. 
Mrs. Fig freaks out and has to figure out where Harry went. And, you know, 99% of the time, he's fine. Um, so he has to, she has to, like, adjust the clock. Yeah. And the first time after she added this with the Weasleys section, it was going crazy between that and at Hogwarts because he was with Weasleys at Hogwarts, and then she had to readjust <laughs> that. So it only goes to with the Weasleys if he's not at Hogwarts. And, and, and then, then she had to add Diagon Alley his third year because of course he's a third year so he 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 would be in die or not die alley sorry uh hogsmeade yeah which i love because it's like if she had talked to dumbledore she would have known that he didn't have permission to be in hogsmeade (laughs) like (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she doesn't add a diagon alley one because she figures most of the time he's with the weasleys anyway (laughs) (laughs) and so now it doesn't have anywhere to point that he's in Diagon Alley without the yeah. Weasleys. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this very, like, you know, it, I like that the, they go back once we're in Mrs. Fig's perspective and actually explain why it's, why he's unknown right now. As of, as of now, why he's unknown. It will change in a little while, but... All I can say was I was head-desking the <laughs> entire time. Why? <laughs> oh... These adults are not slither enough for you. <laughs> exactly. They're too... Well, that, that's the thing is adults, as far, as far as considering child perspectives, even Slytherin, adults are dumb. Like, because adults are dealing with adult things and they don't think that kids have enough intelligence or perspective to add anything to that. And how many times has that been their downfall? Yeah. But that's the whole point of canon is it's from the kids' perspective. So, of course, the kids are geniuses. What I'm saying in real life, from a, I mean, when is the last time that you said the 11-year-olds know what's going on? I'm going to talk to them about everything. Well, considering all the shit that Harry's figured I out. I know. I'm, but the thing is, you don't know how much shit Harry's figured out because he hangs out with Hermione. And it's very easy for people to assume that Hermione's figured out most of it. The thing is, Harry, about half the time, contributes to how Hermione figures, you know, puts the last piece of the puzzle in. But Harry's, mm-hmm. like, adding to things. He's, he's very smart. It's just that, like, people don't notice because he's next to Hermione. Um, but I, I think that it, it, it's something to remember that, like, you know, this is a 14, 15-year-old kid. Like, you know, I mean... I spent a good lot, like years being a youth leader and I had my kids and I listened to them, but there, I watched their parents and plenty of adults in the church who just didn't care what they had to say, didn't care about their opinion. And, you know, these are insightful, you know, intelligent kids, every one of them. Um, so I could totally believe this happening. Slytherin or not, it doesn't matter what your house is. You don't care what the kids think because you know better. Yeah, we just wish they thought more. more Yeah, it would be be wonderful if they paid more attention to what was going on with Harry. Um, I'm just saying I could could buy this. Um, I don't think it's... Oh, I can buy it. I'm just not happy with it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not happy with... I I don't think anybody's happy with it because, you know, the fact that Mrs. Fig was monitoring Harry this entire time, both canon and in the spic means that basically they were dumb enough to not realize that 
um, Harriet was being abused. I'm just saying that I don't think that you can just say, well, it's because they're not Southerns because well, I mean, no, I'm not necessarily saying that, but so basically after Mrs. Fig, you know, details out for the audience, exactly why Harry is currently at unknown. Um, they basically, um, the assistant is not supposed to give out this information, but she basically says, uh, oh yeah, they, uh, Mrs. Mr. Dursley has relocated to Perth. (laughs) (laughs) Which is in Australia. Yeah. It's, it's on the non-Sydney side, side of Australia, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Arabella does a little more wheedling to get Perth out of her because... You know, yeah. She was really hoping to get in touch and et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's basically, uh, he's at our Australia site and, you know, Mrs. Fig is very slowly panicking because Harry's in Australia. <laughs> Harry went to visit Casa. Don't worry about it. She'll take care of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a client. I'm a neighbor. I found out he, I noticed he'd forgotten something when he left yes. and I thought I should send it on. See, Mrs. Fig is also very good at the thing like Harry is. <laughs> It's just like, yes, they forgot something. They forgot their child. (laughs) Oh, well, but she doesn't know that. She thinks he went with them. Yeah. No. That's true. Yeah. Currently, it's, it's, you know, they're trying to track down Harry, and they think, they currently think he's in Perth, and it's just like, okay, we need to get some Australian wizards on this. So then you like. It's like the little princess when she was on the other side of the wall the entire yes. damn time. Yeah. Yep. So basically, they switch to Perth, and Mrs. Dursley is unpacking boxes, and Dudley is um, is driving her crazy. Um, of course. And she's actually co- mentally complimenting Harry, because right. Harry is easy. And Harry is quiet, and Harry will do what he's told, while Dudley is loud and difficult, and he will not do what he's told. And it's just like, I wonder why that is. Bad this is Dudley. Parenting. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I think we skipped over some scenes here, actually. Yes, we did. Oh, did we? Yes, we skipped a lot. First we get um, the Weasleys cleaning up the shed and discovering the bars. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Yeah, after There's, Mrs. Fig's there are conversation. Two Perth, no, so, okay, Mrs. Fig, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a, a client. I'm a neighbor. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah, And we have a little mini flashback they're, to the first time Perth. she met Petunia. No, they're and in thinking Perth. they were odd. Um, and they, then they, that's, where we, that's where we learn about this box that she charmed, and set, yes. et cetera, et cetera. There's and the flashback. Then and then the next page. It does, it's not the next, next page. Is Arthur Weasley. Yeah. Easy, just a little bit more easy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. I'm just saying my my uh ah, yeah. there's an extra section that you guys are skipping over. Mm, you not skipped in, it. Not as far it. as fanfiction.net goes. I remember reading what you're talking about, but it doesn't no, happen. Hold on, yet. hold on. Did Trisha <laughs> disappear? Yeah, she's asleep. Okay. She was going to the bathroom and she hasn't come back. <laughs> That was the weirdest thing I've ever done in my entire life. So I mm-hmm. flipped over one page and it went like six pages, you know, down on my on my ebook. Huh. Wow. So it's just like I'm like, you know, and I'm just like, you know, 
because I mean it's been a while, so it's it's hard to f- <laughs> figure out the order of these things. It could conceivably have gone to Australia there. That would That's have made what I'm sense, saying. Yeah, it, was, it, makes, nope. it makes sense. But yeah, so she yeah. makes she makes contact. I apologize. I apologize. Um, so she makes contact with the with the Dursleys and basically um, makes her out. Be, she's very Slytherin, and um, she makes herself out to be um, basically this elderly woman who needs help. Um, and it's somebody who can watch Harry frequently. So the only times that she has to watch Dudley are basically the infrequent times she, that they have to take Harry to the pediatrician or the optometrist. Which is just like, well, considering the fact that it's been a very long time since Harry has changed his glasses. It probably hasn't happened much. And no. it ha- yeah, so there, she could probably, oh, I get, yeah, so this is. Yeah. So, okay, I see where where I went wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're switching over to um, the Weasleys. The Weasleys, yes. who are trying to uh, ward the house, and I do like how they describe the warding here. Okay. Um, how it's basically like a thin film that's very easily torn, so you have to be very, very careful in making sure that. Um, the edges of each part of the ward knit together and there's no holes or tears or slippage because then something can get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they talk about how people who do this all the time tend to form teams that they work with because they know how each other works. Yeah. They get used to their patterns and stuff. Yeah. Cause they'd so- originally started by just, they're going to ward the borough. But then they thought, you know, the kids are going to be outside and stuff, so we better ward the grounds and the shed and the other stuff as well. And now so they're, they're trying take, to integrate all that in. So they're taking a break, and Molly's me. just like, can can we clean this up because there's so much muggle rubbish in here? Um, and, you know, Arthur's like, oh, I suppose I could part with a little bit of it, just a tiny bit. Like, and he's, like, looking at two things that he's, be, he's willing to part with. And Ron and Ginny come out with lemonade that Ginny made um, for them to drink um, because they've been doing hot and sweaty work. Um, And Molly finds um, Harry's windows and... um, Arthur Arthur finds them first because he's he's rummaging a little bit. He's like, huh, I don't recognize that. And Ron says, oh, I remember those. Those are Harry's. (laughs) No, well, but Molly, but before he says those are Harry's, he says, oh, I I almost forgotten about those. And his mother thinks he's collecting muggle rubbish, too. He's like, no, those are Harry's. And, you know, then they flash back to the twins telling Molly they're starving him. There were bars on his window. And then, like, suddenly the the moment of realization (laughs) comes Mm -hmm. for the... For them, that like you know, Harry's this was been... actual literal truth. Yeah. <laughs> it's about bloody time. <laughs> um, and they're actually like suddenly like every I, I I kind of always have seen this moment as in my mind of like you know everything zooms in on mom and she looks at, like every single hint that Harry's ever given her flashes really quick through the viewers like you know kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's the oh my god <laughs> yeah. so those a- animated scenes you see where there's like a geometry drawing itself in the air in front of your head <laughs> yeah 
just like, um, yeah, by the way. <laughs> and, and, you know, she's still trying to like, which I've seen a lot of people do this. She's trying to say, oh no, Harry couldn't be abused. He's not maladjusted or, you know, anything like it. Could, it that doesn't fit. Like he seems like he's no trouble at all. Yeah. He's no trouble at all. And Arthur's like, so that's why you're always anxious for Harry to come to Burrow. And, and Ron's like, yes, sir. And the food we sent, it's why, because he just was missing my co- cooking. No, probably not. And Ron's just like, uh, he's realizing because he didn't really think that Harry wasn't getting enough to eat. It wasn't Ron his just- job. Ron just sent it. Well, it's, Ron's also been sheltered for most of his life, so I don't think he's ever met anybody who's been this well, I mean that too, but it's yeah. also not his job. It's Mary not his job. Mary probably mentioned, basically. like, Dudley's on an annoying diet, and Ron assumed, oh, everybody's In having fact, to eat vegetables, let's send him other stuff. It's canon but. that Harry framed it that he was complaining about Dudley's diet being super right. annoying, and Ron sent him food. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... And and so Ron very obviously but they didn't is realize just like, that this was Harry gets one quarter of grapefruit a day kind of yes. thing. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> and so we now we switch to Dumbledore and Harry is reporting uh reporting in and he's reported four pages. So he's basically consolidated his or transcribed his notes right. onto the the um the, the facts or the instant messaging. The um, facts. Yep. Wizard facts. Week, the facts. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's getting all this stuff, and then Arthur shows up. Yeah. Brandishing the bars. Right. <laughs> oh, hell. Well, no, so Arthur, Arabella, Sever, Sever Snape, Sirius Black, and Remus Lupin all but tumbled into his office. <laughs> Yes, I'm picturing the the scene from The Hobbit where the dwarves are yes. all leaning up against the door. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. all tumble in. <laughs> so, Arabella was waving a piece of parchment around. Arthur was brandishing something that looked like a small metal garden gate. Sirius and Remus looked furious, and Snape looked very put out. <laughs> so the, I love the, Dumbledore because he's very deadpan. He's like, "So, what can I help you all with?" And they're like. Ah! <laughs> so the ch- title of this next chapter, Mooney is going to love because um, the uh, title is "What we have here is a failure to communicate." I can't do it. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Amen. Well, I bet we can find that. It, <laughs> it actually cuts off at commune on on my version. So it looks if, really funny. if you yeah, if you if you look down chapter twelve and then give yeah. the entire thing. Yeah, um, it's but yeah, so it's basically itself. like. You know, to describe it for um, for what me and Scott went through, it's basically we went through all four books of waiting for somebody to figure out that Harry was being abused. Lots and lots of fan fiction. Nobody's figured out that Harry's abused. And then we get to this chapter, and it's just like, for the love of God, finally! <laughs> like, we finally address this! <laughs> so we start with Arabella. Who puts his parchment down on his desk that says By the Harry way, Potter. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna interject. I will note it is still July fifteenth. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a yeah. very big day. It's a big day. I, I do love this the opening few paragraphs that are just in Albus's point of view and acknowledging that, you know, Albus is a 
very good wizard, and he knows a lot of things, and people have come to rely on him, but he's still a human being, and occasionally he makes <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have the uh, status unknown, and yeah. she says his aunt and uncle have left. They're in Australia. I called his work, and they're gone. Sirius opens his mouth and to protest, and then, wait a minute, that's not acceptable. Harry's coming to the burrow, you know, and he starts to... Uh, he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And then yeah. Arthur starts telling him about the the bars. Mm-hmm. And, and Albus says, why are you just bringing this up now? <laughs> because <laughs> you are just uh... now. <laughs> you should have known. Oh, my God. He says, okay, everyone back up, start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so he explains, you know, September okay, 1st, I 1991. Okay, I reading Belle as Bella, and it's freaking me out. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Bell, it's not Arabella, Bella. not Bella Trace. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. There's lots of something oh, Bella's in this book. Trisha, and, you came back. This. We figured you were just <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> but I need, yeah, I need to leave. I apologize. No okay, good night, Trisha. Good night. Sorry. It's, it's right. okay. We're glad you were with us for a bit. Okay. Night. Bye. Night. So we start with uh, September 1st, 1991, when Molly and Ginny see the kids off, and we figure out that Harry was alone at the station. Nobody was there. They just sort of dropped him off and left him, and nobody really put that together. <laughs> and he was, so he was unaccompanied. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't, he was never told how to get onto the platform. Well, that um, was Hagrid's he had, fault. That was Hagrid's fault. <laughs> well, Dumbledore's fault and Hagrid's fault. Yeah. Um, he he has taped glasses and taped worn glasses, clothes. Worn baggy clothes. And they thought, you know, the, the the family must be hurting financially. But, you know, they went last summer and they're not. <laughs> no. I'd even say they were well off, he says. Yeah. Um, Harry's Christmas present was a 50 pence piece, which they thought was just, Ron thought it was funny. And, um, you know, uh, the the uh, Arthur and Molly just thought it was you know a little odd, but we don't know what Muggles do, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and um, you know no one really ever thought like you know, but you know it's kind of and it was kind of weird that the Muggles were very comfortable or even even well off, um, but yeah. like other than suspicious, like you know there wasn't a whole lot to point to. Mm-hmm. And we get a little piece from Arabella's point of view, thinking remembering how delighted he always was by her little Christmas presents that she'd give him when he was over there. Right. And she said, yeah. surely those can't be the only Christmas presents he ever got. Well, yes, maybe. They probably were. Well, I mean, the Dursleys always made sure to get him something, I think, uh, they, they made a point of. But, like, it was like a hanger. Right. Yeah. Well, that was only when he went to school, though. I don't think they gave him anything before he went to school. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway. And then he talks about the beginning of the summer before second year. You know, Ron wrote to Harry a bunch of times, but never got anything back. And he started to get worried. And then the twins, he and the twins took this car and head over to Surrey and then brought back these bars that Arthur has just found that afternoon. Right. Yep. He, they just stuck them in his shop and forgot about them. Because they were trying to sneak in and not wake up Molly, which, of mm-hmm. course, didn't work. Yeah. No. 
And then we hear from Sirius. He says, that was why I wondered. And they're going, why what? Why Harry was so eager to come with me in third year when I'm this weird, ragged guy he's met, you know, five minutes ago. Yeah, because, well, I, I mean, like, really? I can come live with you? Well, I think it's not even just that. It was basically, it was the invitation was barely out of Sirius's mouth before Harry was like, yep, I'm coming with you. And that's that. I don't have to see the jerseys anymore. Yeah, because he was expecting him to be, you know, well, I've lived with this family for 10 years. I kind of miss them. And that would be weird yeah. to just go off with somebody I've only just met. And nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harry's into it. Yeah. And then Sirius says, Harry's admitted that he and his muggle family aren't exactly close. But from what you're saying, he trailed off and then rounded on Dumbledore, eyes blazing. Am I to understand that my godson grew up in an abusive household and no one noticed? <laughs> Thank like, you. I think maybe. Hmm. It would seem, but that doesn't make sense. Um, and, you well, know. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It does. Hold on. He says, well, Harry did get a warning about project, so maybe his uncle just overreacted that one time. And Sirius says, no, I saw Harry and his uncle that summer, and let's see, and so they, I was in my dog form, so it's going to take me a minute to figure this out. So they figure that Snape uses the potion that he's preparing for Voldemort on Sirius, which I'm sure testing it, you know, it's been un untested so far. Right. So testing it on Sirius is, you know, well, if it goes bad, then oh well. Um, but yeah. I will say, this is one of my favorite descriptions of magic I've ever seen written because, you know, once it's administrated and Sirius kind of, you know, concentrates, can, you know, it, it kicks in. Um, Snape says, excellent. Now black, I need you to concentrate on the first time you saw Potter. James, we met on the Hogwarts express. Not no. that one, you idiot. James's son, Harry Potter. Oh yes. Harry deep in the memory. Sirius smiled hugely and lifted his hand as, he, as if he were supporting an infant's head and bottom. Cute little thing. Just for today, Smart 2 already knows his Uncle Patty. Snape pinched the bridge of his nose and re resisted the urge to swear, while his companion smiled at the sappy look on Sirius's face. He couldn't even accuse Black of being a moron on purpose. He'd forgotten how bloody precise the questions had to be when, when memory or truth potions were used. Yeah. So finally... <laughs> What happens when you find, when you found his house? Oh, I hid in the shadows and I heard voices. A man's loud yelling, "Come back here! Come back here! Put her right!" And a boy, Harry, uh, said something like, "She deserved it. Keep away." And I could see them. I could smell them both: them. anger, fear, stress, blood. blood. And everyone goes, "What blood?" <laughs> the man is. Oh, like, the man! Oh. And there was a dog inside. I think him? the dog panicked and bit him. Yeah. And what a putter. Was he injured? No. Alert. Furious. On guard, but not hurt. Had his wand pointed at his uncle, keeping him back. Said, I'm going. I've had enough. And he left. And that's yeah. when Harry blew up his aunt. Yeah. And then he trips and summons the night bus. Mm -hmm. Whoops. Yeah. I followed him. Yep. But I think I scared him, and then he got the night bus, and that was... And yeah, is there an antidote? Until they give <laughs> Sirius the, the antidote, because that would be interesting living the rest of his life that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and 
Mr. Weasley says, that seems very strange. That doesn't sound like Harry. He's generally very pleasant and even-tempered. I don't think I've ever heard him raise his voice. Yeah. And Remus goes, I have. (laughs) But only when he's really been provoked. Yeah. Because what Remus is referring to is the only time Harry's ever gotten mad at this point in canon is um, the Shrieking Shrek. Because... Mm -hmm. Basically, he he confronts Sirius because he thinks Sirius murdered his parents and put him, you know, in in the situation he's in. So of course he's going to be mad. Yep. And and then Arabella says, "Well, you know, Harry's remarkably healthy. He's had a couple of bumps and bruises, but you know, any kid has that." And then she's like, "Well, but wait, when he was three or four, he had a broken arm." Yeah. Junior said it was an accident. I remember because I had to watch Deadly. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah, charming individual, that one. And, oh, you've met him? Yeah. The boys gave him a ton-ton toffee, and that was a problem. <laughs> They're completely yeah. uh, unreasonable. Uh, Harry should be them. awarded the uh, the uh, uh, an Order of Merlin first class for managing as well as he had. They weren't even going to say goodbye to him. Yeah, and... Arabella says, you know, I knew things weren't perfect. I noticed that Vernon and Petunia were very partial to Dudley when I first met them, but I hoped it would, you know, they'd adjust. So his not so. Yeah. They're they're talking about um then they switched to um calling the ministry um when Harry was first placed to make sure that he was okay. Um because that is something I've never seen in another fic before. So they sent a junior staffer um because in this fic, they do have a, a child monitoring. Like this is part, part, partially like where the trace comes comes in and everything. Like there's an entire department for all minors who are magical, right? In the wizarding world, um, yeah. so so they send this guy who yeah. has no clue, <laughs> and he thinks Petunia is the most protective person ever because she was so angrily trying to get him out of the house. Right. She wouldn't yeah. even let him in the house. So, you know, she must be very protective. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and talking about... The effect about... my identity had on his aunt was awe She snatched up Mr. Potter and stowed him in a cupboard under the stairs, snapped at oh, her Lord. own son to keep back, <laughs> then rounded on me. She looked at me with something akin to hatred, ordered me out of her house, and demanded I stay away from her family. I tried to explain this was just a routine check, but that just made her angrier. She referenced my kind. I suppose she must meant she meant magical folk. I believe her words were, it's you and the rest of your kind's fault that he is here. He shouldn't be here. He should be with his own kind. By this, I assume she was referring to Mr. Potter. She seemed most distressed about the failed plan to protect the Potters from you-know-who. I tried to reassure her she was very well protected and I was not a dark wizard while she escorted me to the door, but she wasn't having any of it. She informed me she didn't want anything from me, demanded that my kind stay away, and said, Lily was daft enough to trust you and look what happened to her. I'll not have you popping around and putting my family at risk. And he assumes that, you know, Mr. Potter's in no immediate danger and she must... The, I recommend that interaction between the Ministry of Magic and the Dursley family be kept to a minimum. <laughs> and security mandates that I be placed under a memory charm to erase Mr. Potter's location. Right. Yeah. So that just, you know. It's basically, Dumbledore yeah. pretty much says, all right, we can, we can surmise that things aren't great, but he's got a port key. 
and he hasn't come running to me yet, so we're going to guess that he's probably not in current danger. Of course, he doesn't remember that he said, don't get anybody else in danger, Harry. Stay away from people. Well, it also, he also said something about um, only contact us in an emergency, and they forgot that Harry has a very weird definition of emergency. Of emergency. <laughs> right. Yep. And, and what if that Harry later. couldn't come running? I mean, oh. it's currently 2 a.m. in person. Yeah, yeah, so, so I'll send somebody over there to check on him, but for right now, and there's, and there's, just relax. Yeah, there's no reason why he's not, you know, with his family, and he's he's survived this long, you know, without being in immediate danger, so he probably isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the logic is sound um, if you assume that Harry is with the Dursleys. Right. <laughs> and he'll, he'll send a, a wizard to... Um, to collect Harry in the morning because it's 2 a.m. in Perth right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, again, they're continuing to be really stupid with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get to Snape's news. He was just coming to let Dumbledore know that the potion was ready. Right. Yeah. And it'll probably be used on Peter any time now. And yep. Peter might know where Harry lives. Right. Or lived. Because he was yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yes. how does the ministry not... Uh, what? How does the ministry not know? I mean, yeah, you need to keep it a secret, but that's one thing. Do they not, they not have... They keep obliviating themselves. Uh, how do not they, know about what? Where he lives. Do they not have, like, records of Harry? Okay, I mean, I, you, you want me to explain it, and then I'll have to cut it out? <laughs> I don't because... mean, like, it just... Oh, I can't. Okay, there's a there's a we found out later. Okay, like, later. There is a very reasonable. There's a very reasonable reason why um, ministry officials don't know where Harry lives and why Harry's situation fell into what it fell into, and mm-hmm. a bunch of but other things. They... A bunch of other weird things that have happened within canon were explained by this, and I thought once once you read this, you're gonna think it's phenomenal and all the things that you're gonna have said about how you don't like this you're gonna take back i promise you because this i i this is the single this this particular whole thing is the single cleverest thing i've ever read in a fan fiction and so it explains how wizards would randomly run into harry even if nobody knows where he lives in the first place it does all right. Just gotta wait. Yeah, just keep reading. It it, it just explains keep reading. Just keep um <laughs> certain things certain things that have happened in Harry's classes um at Hogwarts. It expl- it explains a ton of shit. <laughs> so I I, I, I I remember the moment that I read this thing and I read it and I looked up and I said, That's genius. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't specifically reference the random, like, he runs into Dedalus Dickel in a shop and such. No, but. it does not. But it, it does explain ah. why nobody actively knows where he is, why no one puts up together that Harry's been abused. It puts together everything that's been happening at with Harry's um, classwork at school. Like, there's, like, a shit... I don't know what this author did, but she was just... I mean, she was wicked smart. Wicked smart. <laughs> Coming out with this idea. Yeah. yeah. And we move to chapter 13. Anyway, Meanwhile, since we can't talk about it, back, back and die again, Ali. 
Yeah. Blissful of the, blissfully ignorant of the commotion he was about to cause, Harry Potter, in his guise of Jim Patterson, mild-mannered student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, read over what he'd just written to his headmaster. Yeah. <laughs> Mindful of Dumbledore's request and wanting to help. And yeah. He's, he's not... written down everything that he had in his notebook, yep. including what is happening so with his... So we're back. Like, we, we jumped back, so we're going to catch yeah. up with Harry. But while, yeah, this is a, while everybody this is a true else, meanwhile. Yeah. While everybody has been piecing together that Harry's been abused, Harry, who knows he's been abused, has been doing other things. <laughs> he's writing his report to Dumbledore. And it was a little hard because, you know, he tries to not tell anybody about his weaknesses, but... He's compiled this letter, and so he yeah. signed it off. He's, dear Professor yeah. Dumbledore, I'm working for my keep. No, no th- this is his. This is his fake letter yeah. that he doesn't write. Yeah. But um, yeah, he. Um, Which I love. You know, he's trying to do the thing because he knows Dumbledore does seem worried, and he does have reason to do that because you know Voldemort's involved, and he's trying to. But he's trying to figure out how to do it without saying that the Dursleys moved away. Yeah. Except that you know. He probably does need to bring that up because what happens if At some point, somebody yeah. finds out it's vacant? Because uh, he do- he doesn't want to just say, "Dear Professor Dumbledore, I'm at the Leaky Cauldron because my family abandoned me and I can't get ri- well, I can't risk so, getting shipped off to an orphanage." I On don't the upside, think... I finally got some clothes that fit. I hope you're well. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think Harry is concerned about if somebody finds it vacant. I think that he's concerned if it sells to a Muggle and Voldemort goes there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's his fear. He doesn't want any any like random strangers dying just because he kept his mouth shut. Um, yeah, but he so he does he he's concerned that the people on his side will find out it's yeah. empty because Dumbledore might show up to put some more wards on it, or Mrs. Fig might. Yeah, he doesn't want to surprise anybody, but he doesn't want to give up his anonymity because as long as no everybody thinks that he's still at number four, he's allowed to have the summer that he wants to have, yeah. and not like he in really a, enjoys being James Patterson. He, he oh, yeah. loves being him. Like he's 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 nobody for the first like, and and that was what he wanted. He wanted when Hagrid showed up, and you know he was like, well, you know. You you're you have this horrible life at the Dursleys, but you can come with me, and we can go to Hogwarts, and you're a wizard, and you can be an awesome wizard, and you know, he's just like, oh, I can be just Harry there. I'm not dumb Harry Potter, and then you know, he's famous Harry Potter, which sucks um, for him, and so he's like, you know, this is his first summer where he he can be Jim, like he gets to be anonymous, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he loves it. It's the best thing ever. So he's he's trying to work out like exactly how to balance it. So he's like, "Dear everyone, the Dursleys are being even bigger prats than usual." Hmm, that sounded a little de- desperate. Better fix that. Don't worry, I don't need rescuing or real food or anything. <laughs> Just like, oh geez, Harry. <laughs> but I am grateful for my job. It's been a real lifesaver. Dun dun. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, they. Underage students don't usually have magical or jobs in the magical community, so they've worked it out so that he has a short shift of about two hours and then a longer shift in addition to like four cauldron um, stuff, so that he's not getting overworked. Although everybody wants him, so he could very easily be overworked. Yeah, Tom set himself up as the boss, and he's he's kind of acting as uh, Harry's union almost. Yeah. 
Well, it's also, you know, Harry doesn't know the definition of overworked at this point, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Overworked <laughs> is normal. Cue the list of 25 things that Harry got done in one night. <laughs> yeah. And he was worried and, a bit about not being able to do magic away from school, but the merchants know about that, so they've assigned him to things that he can do by hand. Right. Well, also, these are things that, th- th- these are spot cleanings and mendings and things that he knows how to do better than, you know, most witches and wizards. But, you know, most wiz- wizards and wizards leave this to, like, the house elves because they're above doing manual labor. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so he's, he's the scrub boy. He tells them kind of what he's been doing, and then he says, my boss is really nice, and he's talked to the other shopkeepers, and they've got me doing a couple of things here and there, and I really like it a lot. So, Yeah. And then, um, you know, he, we see some more of when he was originally introduced to the alley, and he was worried about it and whether people would, uh, you know. He doesn't think he'd make a decent salesperson. Um, no, but, but it was good that he basically met a Malcolm had Malcolm had him running for supplies and stuff and unpacking large boy. shipments. He's the stock boy, yeah. which makes sense because the people that you pay, you want to be out in front because that's what you pay them for. I mean, this, uh, unloading shipments is basically like the easiest part of the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while somebody's doing that, they have more time to do the other things right. and the sewing so. and all that stuff. Um, so. Unfortunately, the sorting system isn't too weird. It's all by type and by color. So it's pretty straightforward. And it out. the three witches who sew everything, Colleen, Dara, and Maggie, are basically teaching him everything he could ever want to know about <laughs> sewing materials. <laughs> yeah. More than he really wants to know about kinds of cloth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then, and then the Malfoys show up. And, uh, no, but so uh, I'm just going to take a moment. I'm just picturing, like, Harry Potter, like, suddenly being on, like, I don't know, what, what are the, like, a sewing show? What's the one with um, the German woman, Heidi Klum? Uh-huh. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some sort of fashion reality but, show. Like, yeah, the, the fashion reality show where, like, there's, and it's, like, Harry just, like, knowing all the fabrics. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so the Malfoys show up, and uh, this is very in careful ca- character. Narcissa is shopping for robes. Yep. Lucius has to be with her, and and um, Harry thinks that it's because he lost a bet with Draco somehow. Um, and essentially, um, Lucius grabs him, and Harry is like about to use his pendant, like freaking out, and Lucius basically just. Hands him a sickle and makes him go get the paper. <laughs> Here, boy, fetch me the paper. Fetch me my slippers, boy. <laughs> I told you to go fetch me a copy of the Daily Prophet. You dimwit adult. Now move. It's like right, right away, yeah. sir. Shop assistants aren't people. You don't look at them. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure you don't for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, fortunately, <laughs> Lucius's prejudices work in Harry's favor here. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that when Narcissa finally figures out what she wants and they leave, uh, Mrs. Malkin uh, mutters something not nice under her Uncomplimentary. Breath. Yeah. Oops, you weren't supposed to hear that. And Harry's like, no problem. Yep. 
she apologizes to him for letting Malfoy treat him so rudely. She was yeah. kind of shocked. But thank you for being good enough to get his paper. And Harry's like, uh, yeah, that's and how I'm excuse to get out of there. That was well, fine. Also, it's, I think it's also like, this is how Vernon treats me. Like I'm, I'm used to this. I can deal with. Yeah. <laughs> this is no big Lucius deal. Lucius even gives him the change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Vernon would never have done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get, we get another sentence from the, the dummy letter that he he's sort of writing this overarching like outline letter and then he's going to pick and choose the bits that he actually puts into each person's thing yeah he's basically writing sentences that reflect what's been going on and he's gonna edit it based on like it's gonna be carefully edited for what's acceptable that won't give too much away um so he does more work on this letter than he does his essays no, well, he's actually doing a lot of work as I says. Previously, yes. I love that he, the manager at Flourish and Blots, uh, has him writing this Muggle pamphlet on how how Muggleborns should be. You know what they need to know. Well, I love, I love. This is finally, I, this is brilliant. I know. So, yeah, this is Harry's idea. The, well, so the history of this is, and it gets. I think it gets into it later once. Um, uh, McGonagall uh, receives them is basically um, they've tried them multiple times, or maybe it gets into it here. Um, they've tried them multiple times, but it's never succeeded. Yeah, because um, they're always trying to get a pureblood to explain to a Muggleborn what the wizarding world is about. So basically, about. like, five years ago they just gave up. And yeah. Harry ran into them, and basically, which is what is detailed here. He runs across Harry- a box of them when he's yeah stalking or whatever and, and reads over one and is like this is terrible i could do well, better than this it's, it's it's all it's not that he says it's terrible it's it's like hmm, this is incomplete yeah. because you yeah, haven't he knows exactly what this is steps. yeah it's it's like him talking to mr weasley yeah. about ec- electricity <laughs> yeah. And, yeah electricity <laughs> or the function of a rubber duck right. yeah because in his first floundering attempts to explain perfectly normal muggle things to Mr. Weasley, he glossed over tiny intermediate steps and left out details that were common knowledge, thinking yeah. Arthur was aware of them as well. But yeah. once he realized and became more detailed, it all worked out. So he's going to take, he's taken these par- pamphlets and done the same thing. Yeah. And he's presenting it and he's really nervous and he thinks, you know, Jeffrey's going to. Jeffrey Reed is going to think they're, you know, rubbish and whatever. And he, of course, thinks they're excellent. Of course. Yeah. Calls him a treasure. Mm-hmm. Well, I I love how Harry's insecurities always bleed through. And it's kind of, you know, and he could almost hear Vernon and Petunia's mocking voices now. So the little freak fancies himself a writer. That's rich. Who'd be daft enough to believe anything you had to say? <laughs> Like, oh my God, Harry, you need therapy. Mm-hmm. Get these kids a school counselor. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, and then, of course, you know, Mr. Reed thinks it's awesome. And we see, I think, in the next chapter, he sends it to Minerva and, like, take a look at this. This is amazing. We have to get these printed. And they're just like, oh, yeah, here we go again. And then looks at them and yeah. <laughs> and he comes down early Harry's for his... Harry's spreading sh- himself very thin. Yeah, but he's... Yes. Uh, he's doing a lot. 
But at least but, Tom's kind of keeping him reined in a little bit. But also, like, you know, things like this pamphlet, it's a one-off. Yeah. And, and it's mostly... This is the thing. Writing something from scratch takes a very long time. Editing something that's already written, no problem at all. Like, no time right. at all. Especially because he, uh, he's got the basis. He's just tweaking it a bit. Yeah. So, Although it does seem from the description we get in later chapters that he's rewrote a fair amount of it because he's, he's done it in a very conversational style. Mm-hmm. And, he, yeah. pro- he probably wor- reworked the wording and the tone and stuff like that, but like the points that... Oh, could that- you imagine a pure blood trying to write it and sounding all pretentious? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's to get also, it to diagonally, like- you just press your wand against the wall. <laughs> well, it's also adults writing to adults versus these are 11-year-olds, you idiots. <laughs> well, yeah. but I think they're writing to the families. They're, they're, yeah. they're adults writing to adults. You're not going to be they're, really but, but, but later but on, when, when they, they discuss the fact that Harry is written in a very conversational tone, it's like Harry wrote to the 11-year-olds rather than writing to the adults. Like, you know, but yeah. So basically, um, essentially, Harry does a very, very good job at either tweaking or rewriting or whatever the pamphlets. Um, and, uh, Mr. Reed settles up with him at what, what he owes. And, um, basically, um, <laughs> Jeffrey says, uh, uh, Sparky, you're a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't need more nicknames. <laughs> Sparky treasure. And so he goes, he goes down, he gets to where he goes to work a little bit early and we go on to chapter 14. And he hears crying, and he's looking around. Wait, no, we don't. No, we don't. We do not have a tra- chapter break here. He goes. So, Harry. In Harry the end of comes. 13, he goes down. Yes. He talks to Tom for a minute, and he goes to work early. Tom teases yeah. him a bit. I'm trying to move us along because we need. Tom. Sorry. So I'm moving us on. Okay, I'm shutting up now. So we go <laughs> and to the next chapter, which is Ms. Wright, and we find out that Harry's. In the the leaky, and he hears some crying. It's still July fifteenth. <laughs> it's still July fifteenth. He's trying to figure out what's going on, and he looks down, yeah. and there's this little girl crying. Yeah, that was at the girl. very end of thirteen. Is that he was hearing somebody, and then he looks around at the beginning of fourteen, and finally thinks to look down, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's these two little girls who have lost their mother, and yep. fortunately Tom knows what to do because Harry has no idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, small girls. Yeah. And so Tom says, now what? what's all the fuss about? Can't be that bad. What's going on? I'm Tom. This is Sparky. What are your names? And they introduce themselves, Kitty and Becky. And these and are Americans. Yeah. And they've lost their mother because they slipped through this door and she kept going. Right. Because she can't see the leaky cauldron. Yep. She just left us. She was right behind us and then... She was gone, and she's gone. She's going to be so mad. Yeah. And, and they've so- tried to just get back out the door, and they can't because it sticks. Yeah. So Tom, you know, levers it open, and Harry goes off to find their mother and bring her in here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. You stay here, and we'll go find your mom. It'll be much safer than you running around out on the streets. And, and if Harry flashes... just figure out their muggle, muggle-borns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tom knows instantly. Well, Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I love that Harry's kind of looking around for mom and he's flashing back to going to the supermarkets and basically 
clinging to the shopping cart because he's afraid Petunia would actually leave him Mm -hmm. while Dudley runs around like a helion. And um, basically, (laughs) a woman compliments his manners and (laughs) not realizing that they were in the same family, uh, chastises Dudley. (laughs) And Petunia does not think too kindly to that and uh, slaps him. Mm-hmm. Once they get home, yeah. and Harry says it's not fair, and that's probably the last time he ever says that. Yep. <sighs> There's these. I have to live with your freakish abnor- abnormality. Blah. Yeah. She's not a nice person, is Petunia? Nope. Um, well, he's uh, he's looking for somebody. Somebody who like kind of looks like something. those kids. <laughs> yeah, and then with, with black hair. Mm-hmm. And. And she find she he sees a frantic looking woman, and she run actually runs up to him and says, "Have you seen two little girls?" And he says, "Are you Kitty and Becky's mom?" And she says, "Oh, thank God!" Basically, <laughs> do you know and, where they are? Where are they? Take me to them. And he says, "Yeah, they're just in a pub um, called the Leaky Cauldron." And and uh, he's and he's in know, his okay. apron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's Which obvious. He's also yeah. sitting there going, "How am I going to get this muggle woman?" Into the leaf. I mean, this brings up a good point. How w- would Muggleborn kids be able to see the Leaky Cauldron pre Hogwarts? Because Hermione's parents were there, and they could see it because she can. You know, would you have? I don't think they could people? see it. They were in Diagon Alley, right? You so so they trusted Hermione to get them through the door, and then they can see it. So it's just the front door that's that's basically well, I trying. Mean, I think I if mean, you expect when they... to see it, you see it. Yeah. So they knew it was there, so they see it. If you know where it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the kids didn't. These kids didn't. No. No. If you're ma- if magical. you're magical, then oh, you well, see is that what you meant? Okay. Yeah. If you're so, a muggle and you expect to see it, yeah. um, then you then see you, it. you see it. I'm trying to imagine how many muggle boards have wandered into the leaky cauldron. And you mean like, actually, how many muggles? In this, it, no, it, I mean the muggle boards pre Hogwarts. Yeah, I think quite. Tom's used to this. This happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom exactly Tom's what's going on, and she's like, like a, going bookstore, bookstore, music store, theater, restaurants. I didn't see a place called the leaky cauldron, and then she's like, "Whoa, look, there it is!" Because now she's expecting to see it, so she sees yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so. He, Harry, you know, shall we? And he takes her in. And, and he, he's just glad he doesn't have to, like, drag her by the arm, which he's wondering yeah. he might have, worried he might have to do. But Yep. Yeah. And Tom's got him at the table with pumpkin juice, which they love. And, yep. Becomes and, uh, their new favorite thing. The woman switches abruptly into mommy mode, which yeah. Harry recognizes from Molly Weasley. Yeah. And she scolds them. Because that's what you do when you're terrified and the kids get lost. You scold them, even though you're hugging them as hard as you can. And this, so this makes me so sad because Harry is now realizing that this is a parent thing to do. Mm-hmm. He thinks this is just a Molly Weasley thing to be this in love with your kids. And, you know, so suddenly mm-hmm. he's imagining Lily Potter. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if I want to see that. Oh, my <laughs> Mm-hmm. He was pretty like unnerved by Molly to start the with, because usually works. yelling is not a good sign. Yeah, he he uh, internally freaked out and and 
went, went very quiet uh, when Molly first started yelling um, because when, when he arrived at the borough because he was afraid that the hitting would start. Mm-hmm. So she's spent herself and now she's sitting with her hands in her head and her her head in her hands and she looks like she's about ready to cry and so tom says hey i think your mom might want some tea come come help me pick out some biscuits that she might like and, and uh they do and the kids are very confused and harry once they're in the kitchen harry is very thankful that nothing that's magically automatic is is on <laughs> um and he's explaining that biscuits are cookies and then they definitely get more excited. He's explaining the difference between American and English. Yeah. At first, we have a little scene with Sirius and Remus. It's there. Yep. They're trying to, there's, they've decided they're going to set up a sting operation at Privet Drive. So when, <laughs> when Voldemort attacks the place, they'll be waiting for him. And Sirius is like, one problem. How do we know when Voldemort's attacking the place? Yeah. Do we just camp yeah. out there or they're going to uh, so they're going to set the the mirror at Mrs. Figs to monitor uh number 4 and they're going to camp out at Mrs. Figs. So Yay. on the way to Mrs. Figs, they're going to stop at the Leaky Cauldron uh to say hi to Tom and get food. Mhm. So Harry is in the Kitchen getting tea and biscuits, um, explaining the difference between cookies and, and American biscuits. Um, I always get the mix. Which it, it just brought me back to the first time uh, we had Hufflepuff Dan over to the States. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're explaining like what like an actual biscuit was because it's actually this, this fic has it wrong. It's not a scone. Um, a, they a are scone is something similar. different. They're, close. they're similar, but they're not they're the same thing. They're closer to that than they are to cookies. Especially not but... a good southern biscuit. Like it's not it's not the same thing. Um, yeah. and Although... it just reminded me of the the trip that we fed uh, Hufflepuff Dan grits. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> grits! That'd be, that'd be that was my first time trying grits too. Oh, they're I so told good. My mom, I wanted biscuits, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna make biscuits." She kept forgetting, she kept forgetting, and finally she's like, oh, yeah, I'm making biscuits today. I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, I'm going to put currants in them. I'm like, you can't put currants in biscuits? That's not, uh, no, that's not what I want. Well, she had made the scone recipe, not the biscuit recipe, because she got them mixed up. So she literally cut the scone recipe in, in half, meaning she made it, and then split it into two parts, made biscuits with one part, and then made scones with the other part. So it is <laughs> possible that? to be interchangeable. I'm very confused. Well, I mean, so part the the reason why I say part of this is is we have a family biscuit recipe, and we so you don't measure with the family biscuit recipe. It's by consistency. So the consistency of a scone and not a scone because scones and scones are two different things. Um, they are. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the the consistency of the scone is different than like a good southern like buttermilk biscuit. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait! I'm blowing Mooney's. <laughs> what? You know how the 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 scones that you get like Starbucks or wherever, like the the sweet ones. Yeah, yeah. So scones are not sweet generally. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. they are, but like generally, when when somebody is talking about a scone. It's closer to the, 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 are the they case of the same? Yes. Yes. 
Oh, God. <laughs> scones are what Starbucks thinks scones are. Well, scones it's, it's, are the actual term scones, in English. Well, scones are what Americans think scones are. I just meant because yeah. there's American there's, scones. There's not an, it's not an are, actual, like, there are two different things that people are making at no, the same no, time. Scott, it's Scott, just, what I'm, yeah. Scott, what I'm saying is American scones are sweet and always mm-hmm. sweet. And it's not that it doesn't have the, the neutral taste of a scone or a biscuit. Yeah. But it's it's not that somebody deliberately decided I'm going to make a different thing called a scone. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just that's just a mispronunciation or the I'm, the I'm American version of you know. I'm I'm purposefully giving the different pronunciations to differentiate between the two foods, which are vastly different. Yeah, I understand. Baked goods. Oh. English is weird. <laughs> English is weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to, uh, back to uh, now, that, now, now that I have given uh, biscuits versus cookies versus scones 101. <laughs> Except that I can never remember what y'all call biscuits. Who's y'all? Like, but what what, what in, people across in, the pond England, call what we call in, biscuits? There's no there's no there word for it. One. They don't have biscuits. Oh. Scones are the closest thing, but they're not quite the same. Yeah, they're hard. Uh, that's true. So it's very weird because it's just like you just don't. That's why I say that there's no no, no such thing as a um, that scones are not biscuits because there's the the fluffy like you know yeah just like buttery like there that doesn't exist in it's the almost, UK. It's almost like the that's difference so between sad. I know right. Um, that's so sad. <laughs> it's almost like the difference between the shortbread cookies that you get that are shortbread but you know oh. really thin and small things and the shortbread like wedges that you get that are Walker also Brothers. shortbread but different oh. consistency and stuff it's they're similar things but not the same yeah it's Why like do short... people not have biscuits <laughs> there's no one eats on this call money <laughs> so when you say you people yeah. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm also, yeah. you know, I'm making assumptions and stuff, too. I've probably never had a proper scone because I, I didn't have. do that when I was in Ireland, and that's the closest I've gotten to England. Mm. <laughs> but, well, I lived in Scotland, so, you know, yeah. we did all that. That was fun. They have such... I, I, the thing is that that's my favorite part about traveling the world is eating food because mm-hmm. people have such different ideas of what food is. I feel like probably the biscuits that we make in our family are closer to scones than what you're talking about as southern biscuits, because I oh. haven't had those either. <laughs> but the people in this fic are having UK biscuits, a.k.a. Yes. cookies, ginger snaps mm. to be exact, ginger and tea, and we get introduced to the lady whose name is Janet Wright. And yes. Harry introduces himself as Jim Patterson, but everyone calls me Sparky. And they are apparently just moving, um, she's due to start work in August and her husband, Steve is coming over later because she, he's delayed. Yeah. So they're currently hip deep in boxes and just were looking around and Tom says, well, you're here anyway, might as well have dinner. Yeah. So Harry starts serving and everyone is complimenting him on his family and Harry weeks out. (laughs) There's the two black-haired kids and one brown-haired kid, and they all assume these are the Pattersons. Yeah, 
it's, okay. it's yeah this is the patterson's and and tom is like you know what's wrong you seem a little stressed and harry's like they think they're my family and and tom you know it's basically i don't see the problem please yeah. explain janet and, thought you were my son she's like that's a thing that you're okay with that that somebody yeah, thought i was you your son you don't mind yeah. and you know tom's like well, I think anyone would anyone would claim uh, be proud to claim you, and it's just like, um, not true <laughs> about that. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Yeah, and Harry just gets a sad look, but shakes it off before Tom can actually talk to him about it and yeah. goes to deliver more stuff. And then um, Janet kind of waves him over, and he says, "Okay, I'll just you know tally up your bill." And he sort of wanders over to Tom and says, how do I do this with muggle money? (laughs) (laughs) He says, you know, just add it up, round off to the nearest galleon and multiple, multiply by five. (laughs) Pretty much what I do. And And, uh, (laughs) she's surprised that it comes out to an even number. Oh, great. (laughs) Which actually, as a former cashier, happens much more often than uh, people think. And, no, I'm saying people pay, like, the, the bill coming out even happens a lot uh-huh. more often than people think. Then Harry notices that, you know, Janet's struggling to carry all her things and says, you know, could you use a hand? I don't mind. And goes and carries things out with her, uh, firmly establishing in the minds of everyone else at the Leaky Cauldron that this is his family. Yes. <laughs> uh, in fact, he walks home with them. Not just, like, out and then he's back in. Like, he walks them home. Mm-hmm. Because Janet said, Tom says, you know, we'll be happy to help you take, um, I think it's Kitty who's asleep, out to your car. And she says, oh, actually, we were walking. We're just a couple streets over in the neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, he walks them home. And Tom just puts a little, like, a, a very... Um, Basic tracking charm yeah. on him is basically where he, uh, his name, where he is, and what his status is. So basically, it's you know he's in the kitchen of the Lakey Cauldron and his status is normal. Um, so it's a little more complex than the clock because it knows more than just identifiable places. It's not going to switch to unknown. Mm-hmm. And it, but it only has two or three statuses, so it'll just you know it'll be normal unless something actually happens. Yeah. Harry says, okay, I, I guess I'm all right with that. And, you know, takes, hands Tom the the payment from Janet and heads out with them and walks yep. them home. And just as he walks out the door, somebody comes through the flu, which happens to be Arabella Fink and Remus Lupin. <laughs> Missed it by that much. And so in Mr. Wrong, which is the next chapter... Tom is greeted by Arabella and Remus, and Remus is like, I smell something, like something familiar. This is this is very weird. <laughs> uh, and Tom is, you know, saying, it's been ages, Arabella. How are you? Here, this table's free. And he's, like, offering them the table that the Wrights and Harry just left. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's going to set them up with the shepherd's pie, but... Bella doesn't want to stay. She's just heading home. She wants to get some takeout. and um, Well, because they're stay upstairs waiting for them. Yeah. And he, Tom happens to know that Remus really likes um, 
I think it's treacle. It's treacle tart, yeah. The dessert, so, yeah, treacle tart. He's like, actually um, a little cautious of Remus because he apparently it's more common knowledge that Remus is a werewolf in this one. Um, and so Tom knew that, um, that Remus was a werewolf and was rather scandalized that James and Lily were such close friends with him, even after Harry was born and that Remus was, would hold, um, Harry while James and Lily ate when they were at the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. And Harry was completely content to be held by a werewolf. Yeah. And that was one of the first things that were kind of... Getting Tom to work on his prejudices a little bit. And yeah. he's, he's mostly done so, but it's still a little uncomfortable for him. Yeah. But he's still a shopkeeper, and he knows that <laughs> Remus really likes the dessert. And is, uh, you know, I took the liberty of dishing some up when you made your order before, because I knew you were going to add it to your order. <laughs> and, and Remus keeps sniffing, because he's smelling something odd. And, you know, uh, Tom goes, catching a cold, Remus, or do you need a hanky? Or no, that's Belle, sorry. Uh, and, and you know, Remus is like, no, I caught a scent of something awfully familiar, but I, I lost it. There's too many smells in here. It's confusing. <laughs> it's like, you well, don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, basically Remus is explaining that right before the full moon, uh, he has to charm his nose to block out smells because... Um, it, or, or to blunt uh, smells because the wolf traits are at their peak and it's too hard to, to you know, be human and have wolf smell because you can smell everything. Yeah. Um, but most of the time he doesn't do that nearly as much because it would be, it's just weird to him not to have slightly enhanced senses. Yeah. It's like putting cotton in his ears. Yep, basically. Um, so... Basically, they so he uh, they they pay up and um, they apparate home and Belle kind of gives uh, Remus a, 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 a bad time and like insists on holding dessert because even though they're apparating home, Remus is going to figure out a way to eat the dessert before anybody else can get to it. Um, then we flip to Snape who is currently um, port king to see Voldemort, and he's going to give uh, Peter the memory potion, and Peter's like, but it's Snape. He could poison me, and and Voldemort's like, well, you know, he doesn't have permission to. Um, So they question Wormtail, and it takes him a while, while, and Snape actually has to hint uh, for things, And, and we flip back and forth for this. Um, and meanwhile, Janet is, uh, questioning Harry about, you know, himself and him having a, a summer job and, and, um, the fact that he likes sports and all this stuff, basically just all, all about him. Um, and the, the fact that, and this is, I think, a key point that is how Vernon and Petunia have gotten away with it for so long is Janet asks about Harry's family. And so Harry says, my parents were killed when I was a baby and I was sent to live with my aunt and uncle. And it, Janet just lets the, the subject drop very, very delicately. Just, you know, says, I'm sorry, Jim, and lets it go. Um, and Harry wants to ask Janet something, but he doesn't want to be insulting. And he wants to know why 
she trusts him because a they just met and b you know not a whole lot of people trust harry potter yeah he's not used to right that. now well right now especially because rita skeeter's just come out with all those articles about him mm-hmm. um and janet says you know it's just mother's instincts i just had a, a bit of a psychic moment i just knew i could um and so basically um yeah so they just keep going and keep chatting about um classes and um the fact that you know psychic she could very well have had a psychic moment if she was magical um and yeah harry has some thoughts about that which are yeah. kind of interesting and we'll we'll probably see some more of that later and then um they yeah. get the hit, the kids inside and Snape, I, I love this next bit. Snape was not in a good mood. This was not going the way he'd hoped. Note to self, memory potion should not be mixed with calming potion ever. <laughs> yes. Because so the calming Peter potion works, but then Peter just vomits all over him. Yeah. Peter freaked out and, you know, had to be given calming potion. Then, you know, vomited everywhere. Um, and then, you know, had, he basically had to give him a combination of multiple different kinds of potions for it to work. And, but then because there are so many potion, potions in, um, Peter's system, it doesn't work as well as it did with Sirius. Yeah. It also doesn't help that Peter is actually resisting. He doesn't yeah. necessarily want to answer the questions where Sirius was hoping to remember this stuff. Yeah. And, and, well, the other thing is, you know, um, while he's being questioned about him as a rat, he's remembering, like the like the same with Sirius remembering his perspective as a dog, Peter's remembering his perspective as a rat. And essentially, um, he's much more interested in the sweets that Ron has given him to yes, nibble on was. than the address. <laughs> and Snape's <laughs> yep. like... You know, maybe I should maybe I should be questioning Pettigrew privately, <laughs> like giving him massive hints. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's he's thought of uh, far enough ahead to know that Peter might not think up the street name immediately. Yeah. So he has he casts a spell that lists all the street names in Little Winching. Yeah, but that's amazing. Peter, Peter's still not quite getting it until Snape kind of gives him the hint, and then. Yeah. He's thinking about it and thinking about it, and then it, you can see the light bulb go off. Aha! Privet! Privet Drive! That's the one! Harry and Potter lives with Vernon between Dursley, number four, Privet Drive, and then, yeah, faints. <laughs> yep. Should we continue to 16, Dream Time? Yeah, we might as well. I'm yeah. honestly about to fall asleep. Okay. So. Hmm. That's okay. Well, if y'all want to keep going, did Sue disappear? Yeah, she went to check on the chicks. Okay. So I figure we should give her a chance to come back at least, but... um, Yeah, that would be really funny. (laughs) Just just end the podcast when she's not here. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, we're done. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Has that ever happened? No, I don't don't think so. I don't think so. We have had people, you know, who are dropping out or whatever, but nobody who was expecting to come back and then not be able to. Uh, um, how many were we planning on doing tonight? Until 18, uh, I think. The, the schedule was to 18, but the thing is that it's going to, I mean, 
there are going to be weeks where we will have to um, cut yeah, some of that adjust. because some of these chapters are going to be very detailed. Um, yeah. And, and especially once we get into some of the reveals that are going to be down further, it's, I mean, some of these are, they get really complex and, and the chapters get longer and, yeah, so this might actually be a good place to... This to this end. is a good place to, to end, because Dreamtime is... Sort of the beginning new, of another thing. It's beginning of, the beginning of a whole new thing, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm excited. Cause, <laughs> uh, no, because on, on a serious note, not to make a pun, um, <laughs> every complaint that I've heard from you and Trisha, Mooney has essentially been okay that's going to be explained by that that's going to be explained by this like you know i'm just like like counting just like okay yeah no i know you're annoyed by that right now but it'll be explained in a little bit all right well i'll talk to you all later good night 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 mooney night night sue is technically here but cannot speak apparently for some reason it hasn't connected again properly all right now how the heck do i hang this up on my phone okay on your phone on the app there should be a hang up button it's a a little phone handset with an x yeah there um that's what i thought hold on it's interesting that Ah, we still use those symbols for phones i know even though yeah (laughs) there we go that worked for mooney oh that made a noise did that work Yay! Huzzah! <laughs> oh, what a pain. I'm in here talking to you and talking to you. Screaming, I'm in here! <sighs> Crazy chicks. Poor Sue. They were getting I'm cold, sorry, and I had to go cover them up and put their mommy in with them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. It's not good if it won't let me talk to you when I come back. Yeah. So, Where were we when you came back? Uh, you guys were talking about Siri, uh, Snape giving the potions to Wormtail and Wormtail uh, being yeah. an idiot. Yeah. And then, so, I'm thinking we might wind up there. Cause, I yeah, think, we're I think that's end, a good yeah. place to wind up. Because the next whole, the astral projecting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't remember being a big thing when this fic was published. I know it's a trope now. Don't it know. has been fun to like come back and, and read these read things. All these and be like, that's a trope, that's a trope, that's a trope. And like, mm. I don't remember all these tropes being in there. I'm like, oh, wait, that's because they weren't tropes. <laughs> they weren't tropes at the time. They are now. Um. Well, yeah, the, well, I just like the whole thing. It's been, it's a ride, you know. It's really fun to watch Harry oh, yeah. and Jim. <laughs> I like the introduction that we got to Ms. Wright and the girls. And, you know, the knowledge that we're going to learn more about them. Yeah. And now everybody's like scrambling to find him and nobody knows where he is because they're not paying attention. Well, it's just like, they're still not understanding. Look at the letters. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are very subtle things though. You can see why they would miss these little bits. And he, Mm -hmm. he's deliberately, you know, not telling anybody anything too obvious. I mean, the thing is, is that he's, there's literally no reason in the world that he's ever been given any hint that anyone cares mm-hmm. in this way. So the fact that nobody, he assumed that he lives in the assumption that nobody cares. So he's 
not hiding from everybody because, you know, because of, and it'll get established later, but it's obvious from a fan's point of view that it's mm-hmm. not that he's hiding because, you know, to, to hide. He's hiding because he's he doesn't want to go back to the Dursleys. And he's yeah. to protect his friends. Yeah. And he assumes that if, you know, he reports in to Dumbledore, they're going to Make find go the back. Dursleys for him and go and send him back. Yeah, which and he doesn't want to do. And none of us blame him for that. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, he's lived his entire life in this awful, awful life. And... Mm-hmm. You know, he actually is old enough now where he's figured it out on his own. Right. He has people now who actually care about him as as, as a person. Yeah. Not they, Harry they Potter. They don't care about Harry Potter. Even even you know, for 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 an extent, you know, the Weasley. Yeah, lost your cat. Yep. Sorry, the Weasleys care about him. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, that's very, very sad. So the fact that he, he's, but I mean, then as <laughs> Mooney keeps desiring Slytherins, Harry's very Slytherin and he'll, he figures out, it out on his own. He finds people who care about him. He, you know, they, he doesn't need, you know, he's not two. He doesn't need a child minder. Mm-hmm. Right. Folder doesn't know that. Yeah. What? <laughs> The folder doesn't know that. Well, I was, I was thinking nope. Dumbledore doesn't realize that. Like, Dumbledore has mm. been operating out the assumption that he needs to be taken care of and have, have, have his hand held. Yeah, and he doesn't. He's growing up. He's growing into his own person. And he's finding out he really likes who this person is because it doesn't come with the I'm Harry Potter part of it. Oh, my God. You're hot. You're hot. Yeah, and I actually, I like this in, rather than book five, and nothing in the characters changes. If book five happened the way that it did in canon, it's all very in, in character. But this is basically, um, Harry's going, to hell with that. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this story when I, I read it. Um, because I don't have my text reader, I haven't been able to get my text reader to work. I haven't reread the chapters because I just read it, you know, less than a month ago. Yeah. So I remember enough of it that I'm going on, but I can't say, oh, yeah, this happened in this chapter, or, you know, unless I've actually been here for the, the part yeah. of it. But yeah. I did really like, you know, I, I liked the story when I was reading it, and I liked these chapters, and I, I like where it's going. So oh, yeah. I'm looking forward it's, to where it's going to yeah, end up. I, these next couple weeks are going to be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I definitely enjoy the fact that Trisha and Mooney, who ha- are reading along, they haven't read the entire thing, so they don't know, uh, are kind of like, well, I don't like this. And I'm just like, that will be explained. Like, <laughs> you will like it in like two weeks. But yeah. <laughs> Give it a chance. <laughs> because it's just like, well, I mean, they're doing, this is the era of Super Harry, and are, there are, you know, some things that, you know, you can't avoid in the trope universe. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I love I I love this fic. I have waxed poetic about why this fic works so well and why it's good fic, why it's great fic. Um, Matt likes this fic. I never would have known. No, no, I, no clue. Kat <laughs> doesn't shut up about this. I fic. wish you'd like, you know, wouldn't hide your feelings so much, Cat. Just you know, be honest with us. Cat does not shut up about this fic. We and noticed. there's a reason. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, yeah. people, especially Trisha and Mooney, are, like, sitting around going, well, you know, we don't really like it, but it's nice that you, you know, you like it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I love this fic. Mm-hmm. I have read, the other thing you have to, uh, listeners ha- have to um, understand is, I have been reading fan fiction since 1999. It takes a lot for me to love a fic. It takes a lot for me to like a fic. Most of the things that are covered for Potterfic Weekly, I tolerate. I don't love one the, my other, my other recommendation. I tolerate it. I like it a lot, but it's not something that I love. But this, this one you fic, love. I love because the author had original ideas. They, you know, kept me guessing through the entire thing, so I didn't know what was going on. It was very true to the characters. So, and plus we get a little justification for Harry's been abused this entire time. What happens if they, if people start figuring that out? Right. And, you know, (laughs) so currently we're at the, the, the initial, uh, the, the, the five steps. So we're at anger right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to get to bargaining. (laughs) It'll get there. So, yeah, but, we probably should say goodnight, even though we should say goodnight. goodnight a bit ago. And then I need to go and put my dinner dishes away and then get ready for bed because I have to go mm. be a different person tomorrow. I don't get to be me. I get to be a different teacher. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's fun. No. I have to go figure out what lunch is tomorrow. Mm, that's always fun. That's the nice thing about work. They feed me. Every day of Friday. Have, I just have to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll probably read the end of Realizations and just be like, ah, I love this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read it, um, what, two days ago? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Change out of my day clothes and just slip into something comfortable. And <laughs> bow chicka wow, wow. No, I'm joking. <laughs> With Snape? <laughs> I'm not the one who loves Snape. I know. I was kidding. You so- know who I love. No, not a clue. Okay, please tell me you're being sarcastic because it has been five years and I don't know who remembers anything. Fred. What? Fred. Fred, yes. I love Fred. That's my neighbor's name. That's how I say it. Fred. But mostly because there are no decent characters who are female. Alrighty. So we're going to say goodnight now. Goodnight now. Goodnight now. (laughs) Goodnight now, everybody. And then we're going to tell Craig to leave. Bye-bye, Fred. Fred. No, not not Fred. Craig. Craig. Goodbye, Craig. Join us next week for more realizations. Yes. You can find us on Facebook at P-O-U-F-W-A or on PotterFickForum.com or PotterFickWeekly.com. P-O-U-F-W-A.com. I don't know if that works. I don't think it that works. Well, you have, to include, you have to include the .com because there's also Puffo Exchange. There's... No, no, no. He's talking about no, Facebook. I was, I, that was our Facebook group. The Facebook uh, group is just Puffo. Okay. I'm curious now. Does Oh, yeah. P-O-U-F-W-A.com does, in fact, redirect to PotterFreakWeekly.com. I told you. you. <laughs> <laughs>
But not so, trying which no. is what we were trying for. I don't think Facebook is linked on our website because our website is old. It should probably be. I'm enjoying Cora's post on the um, the Facebook group because I went and clicked on the link. Uh-huh. And she's somebody on Tumblr probably, looks like it's Tumblr format, um, took a picture of the different versions of Old Spice next to each other and says they're the American Hogwarts houses. Uh-huh. And then some... Someone else did a rewrite of the Old Spice ad for it. Look at your school of witchcraft and wizardry. Now look at mine. Now yours. Now back to mine. <laughs> Sadly, your school is not mine, but if you all got off your broomsticks and started using a real sorcerer's deodorant, it could smell like mine. Abracadabra, I'm a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very clever. Because the the scents that they had, at least in this picture, are Wolfthorn, Hawkridge, Foxcrest, and Bearglove, which do kind of sound like uh, they could be Hogwarts houses. Actually, they do kind of sound like Hogwarts houses. That works. And it also seems like they're mixtures of uh, different American fan and Amer- uh, American schools. Like, remember Thornsaddle was one for a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could each be a different school, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like animal slash noun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's time to end our ramble. to the wonder of that world through many pens and we'll never let go of all the ones we've made our friends and they'll say it's only a podcast but we know it's much more than that a community all of its own where we even have our own sorting hat where the hosts are all our friends and the stories told by Jen will always laugh before the end part of it we please where the story never ends.